ReachMD XM157 presents a special series, Insights in Future Medicine. In a world where everything is changing, the important question, of course, is, how's the change going to affect me? In today's segment, we're going to discuss technology in the hospital and the office of the future. How will it affect you? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, your host. Joining me today is Dr. Bill Krauss, the Worldwide Health Director for Microsoft. He's also founder of drgoodwell.net, now known as Goodwell Technologies. Dr. Krauss is also known locally and nationally for his work in medical communications. Dr. Krauss, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. What do you see at Microsoft as the, let's say, the top five trends that are going to impact all of us? Yeah, well, these are trends that I talk a lot uh, in terms of things that uh, consumers are thinking about and my professional colleagues, physicians, are thinking about. I call it five healthcare trends that will uh, shake the world and reshape your organization. And and just briefly, uh, the first trend is really focused around uh, changes that we see to the way healthcare is paid for. I think regardless of whether we get Democrats or Republicans or whatever happens uh, with the upcoming elections here in the U.S., one thing is very clear to me, and I've been saying, and you can quote me, it's basically anybody who has any money to spend at all will be spending more for health care. I sometimes call this first trend the end of health insurance as we know it or perhaps a return to health insurance as we used to know it really meaning that, you know, when I entered the workforce in my early years, uh, having health insurance meant major hospitalization, often covered at 80%, and outpatient visits and a lot of things that we take for granted today were not covered. Today, of course, we're moving into the era of the healthcare savings account and other kinds of plans, uh, basically, that are putting more first dollar and more general responsibility on consumers. So the importance of this first trend really is to say, look, there's going to be greater personal responsibility for healthcare spend. Consumers or healthcare is becoming more consumer-centric. And with that, when consumers start feeling the pain more out of pocket, they start getting more concerned and start basically shopping a little better for the kinds of healthcare services they get. That leads us actually to my second trend, and that is what I call the retailization of healthcare services. I, I think anybody who follows the news can see what's going on, particularly at the level of primary care. And here I'm speaking, of course, of the convenience clinic right. or minute clinics that are around. 760 of them so far. Uh, Wall Street's predicting 2,000 to 5,000 over the next several years. So, Bill, do you think all physicians will end up working for Walgreens or CVS? <laughs> Well, I certainly don't think all physicians will, and uh, nor should they. But I do think that this is going to have a profound impact on primary care. I think what we're seeing is that a lot of primary care, the bread and butter primary care, will be taken over by you know, nurse practitioners and other kinds of paraprofessionals. Uh, with that happening, primary care physicians will be reaching up into the specialties, trying to, you know, in survival mode, trying to draw down some things. So that actually leads me to the third trend, which is, commoditization of the providers themselves. And uh, I actually have a colleague who was talking to the other day and, and, and saying, you know, really, in, in this era of personalized medicine and genomics and the kind of testing that can be done, basically through retail centers, you know, will the compounding pharmacist become the trusted advisor and doctor of the future in customizing drugs for you and delivering them? I mean, that's very speculative, but I do think we'll see that. And I think that one of the things that's driving this, uh, you, know, you talk to any dean of any medical school, you'll hear them kind of whine about the fact that the students uh, aren't of the caliber they used to be, that particularly in primary care, our residency programs aren't filling. So there's going to be some rethinking of medical education and, and again, this sort of commoditization effect. 
the fourth trend is really information everywhere, and of course that's largely what we're talking about here today is really the effect of the, the Internet, and, and as consumers have 24 by 7 access to study their disease, best practices, clinical trials, you know, what kind of effect does that have on the industry, on providers, and the relationship that they have with their patients? And then finally, the fifth trend is really globalization. I refer to Thomas Friedman's book, The World is Flat. Well, the healthcare world is flat, too. And I have a saying that if it can be done virtually, it will. One of the pleasures I have here at Microsoft is meeting with prime ministers and health ministers and health officials from around the world telling us about building of digital healthcare nirvanas in places like Singapore and South Korea and Thailand and China and India. And as you know, there's a growing industry to recruit Americans overseas. About 150,000 Americans went overseas for elective care last year. Two million visits around the world by patients who visited other countries for health care services. And uh, I think, uh, again, as this more of this first-dollar coverage falls on people, as we have this gap in people who retire early but before they qualify for Medicare and they're feeling the fiscal impact of, you know, have, needing elective surgery and not being covered, uh, suddenly globalization and services overseas start to become attractive. And then don't forget the whole unified communications and personalized telemedicine movement, which basically says, you know, Today, you may be interfacing with the doctor you know, across the street or across the county or in another state using web services, but you could just as well be interfacing with that doctor in any country in the world. And that's another profound effect that I think this technology will bring. Let's talk a little further about each of the trends. Uh, we'll start with the globalization. I know now you can fly first class to India and stay at a first class hotel and get your hip replaced, and it's uh, a fraction of what it would cost in the United States. That's right. Uh, in fact, one of the hospitals I'm very familiar with, Bumrungard Hospital in Bangkok, Thailand, I mean, they have made a, basically a, you know, a business out of recruiting people from the region and from you know, across the world. They see people from 120 different countries. Uh, they attract board-certified, highly qualified U.S. and U.K. physicians, uh, as does Singapore, as does you know, a number of other countries. And, you know, it's kind of I sometimes say to my colleagues in meeting with these executives from overseas when they come here to Redmond to Microsoft to learn about what we're doing and share with us their plans. I kid my colleagues and sometimes say, I kind of see this glint in their eye that says, America, we're going to eat your lunch in healthcare just like we're eating your lunch in the auto industry. I mean, this is what's going on out there, and I want my professional colleagues to understand that, you know, we don't quite have the lock hold on the industry we used to have. Uh, yes, we still have the power of the prescription. Yes, there you know, there's regulation and things that will put a damper on some of this, but ultimately, because healthcare is becoming more consumer-centric, because consumers and baby boomers are going to be in more control of this and more demanding, and also feeling that the price point of this, these overseas services and virtual services are going to be very attractive. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm talking today with Dr. Bill Krauss, who is the Worldwide Health Director for Microsoft, and we're talking about the five trends in the future of healthcare. Bill, um, when you talk about having patients pay again for their healthcare, they they balk already at paying twenty dollars for a copay. I, I don't I don't see how they're going to want to shell out two hundred dollars for a visit. They're just going to not go to the doctor. Well, or they're going to go again. Let me take you back to the retail centers. You know, it's very interesting. Uh, we have very good 
health care coverage for our employees here at Microsoft. I mean, the corporate benefits are, are very, very good. Uh, our people have first-dollar coverage. They have no deductibles, no co-pays for the entire family, basically, at no cost to them. Interestingly enough, two phenomena. Number one, we have established a health care savings account, and I can definitely see a movement by corporations like Microsoft and corporations all over America into a different kind of benefit structure. That's clearly in the cards. But in addition to that, you, you say, well, people are going to resist this, you know, having to pay more. I don't think they're going to have a choice. I mean, you know, even in the socialized countries where healthcare is quote unquote free, I mean, there, of course, healthcare is rationed by the queue. People become impatient with the wait. So therefore, they are looking for services where, wherever they can get them, either at a lower price or more convenience. The point I wanted to make is that even today here at Microsoft, our employees who could go anywhere, many of them are attracted to the retail centers that we have all around us here in Puget Sound now because of the convenience, the perceived high quality, the service, the customer, customer relationship management, the transparency in pricing, and the things that they just don't get in their traditional office settings. I mean, when was the last time you went into a traditional practice or a hospital and saw a menu of services and prices? You don't see that. But you go to these retail centers, that's exactly what you see. So as consumers start to feel this pain, and believe me, I don't think they're going to have a choice. I mean, it's not like there's some magic wand you can wave here and that government was suddenly going to have a solution and all the cash that's needed to fund our health care system. We either end up with a multi-tiered system, a socialized system that's multi-tiered, like you see around much of the rest of the world, where people become impatient with what government will provide and anybody who has money will spend their money to get the services they need. Hence my comment earlier about, remember, if you have any money to spend at all, you can count that you'll be spending more of it for health care in the future. Bill, you brought up the menu concept, and I've toyed with putting a menu on our wall of the services we offer and the actual prices. But then you're giving the patient the choice of choosing procedures. Uh, you're giving the power to them when I may need to order that test for them, and they're going to say, no, I don't want that. It's too much money. Isn't that the way the world works. I mean, of course, you know, if you could go into the grocery store and load up your cart and walk out the door and not pay for anything, we'd all be going for the tenderloin. But there's a disconnect between real life and that kind of a scenario. You know, healthcare always has been and always will be rationed. One of the tragedies really is that, you know, our scientific advances, I mean, truly, we can do amazing things for people today. But I sometimes challenge my graduate students with this scenario. You know, the provision of health care is a little bit like saying that everybody in America will drive a red Ferrari, and the red Ferrari will be purchased, and they will drive the red Ferrari. And your challenge is to come up with an affordable insurance plan that pays for the red Ferrari, pays for all service and parts and things over that red Ferrari's lifetime. Oh, and by the way, all red Ferraris ultimately are totaled. Now come up with an affordable plan. Uh, you can see the irony in sort of what we're saying about health care is, yes, uh, we have a system where over a person's lifetime, you know, we literally can spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. We'll come up with an affordable plan rationed across the entire population that people can afford. Well, of course, it's not possible. So if you're in a socialized medicine, uh, a socialized uh, uh, country, Basically, government says we provide this level of service. You know, I mean, the Nordic countries, the way they provision health care is you reach a certain age, and they'll take care of your pain, but they're not going to do a whole lot more for you after a certain age. You remember the sort of experimental thing that went on in Oregon a few years back where the state said, well, this is what we pay for, and above this line, tough luck. I mean, it's harsh, it's hard, and yet it's a reality. I mean, would I like to have the nirvana of a 
healthcare system where everything was free and we could do everything for everyone? Of course I would. Who wouldn't want that? I'd also like the streets to be paved with gold, but that's not reality. Dr. Bill Krauts, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. You're welcome, Larry. Uh, we've been talking about the five major trends that are going to happen in the healthcare industry. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please log on to ReachMD.com and explore our on-demand podcasts of our entire library. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to a special series, Insights in Future Medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.